Welcome to Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, a luxury interior designer and construction expert. Educated at the New York School of Interior Design and employed by AD Top 100 firms, I have created a niche expertise in managing large-scale construction projects from renovations to new builds over the past three decades. Today, I'm on a mission to instill confidence in designers through this podcast and my online course, The Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. Whether you are new to construction management or a seasoned designer like me, I am all about transparency and tactical advice for fellow designers. On this podcast, I share actionable steps, practical tips, real-life examples, and behind-the-scenes tricks that I use while managing construction projects. Not only will they keep them on schedule and on budget, but will give you the confidence to know that these projects will end successfully, protecting your profit as well as leading to a pipeline full of incredible referrals. If you've been searching for support and advice on construction management to grow your skills and confidence so you can avoid the mistakes that I've made in the past, then you're in the right place. Before we get started, I want to thank each of you for being a part of this community. Your listens, subscribes, and reviews are what allows me to make this show great week after week. I've got lots of plans for growing this podcast, and that's enabled by you. Make sure to follow the podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a thing. If you enjoy this episode, spread the word. Leave a review and tell your interior design friends how much they can learn from this show. To my longtime listeners, you know how much I talk about confidence. Well, even to my new listeners, welcome. And I'm sure you've heard me talking about confidence and how critical it is to build confidence for your success on construction sites. But after reading a book recently, I realize I am skipping a step, and that's what I want to talk about today. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Like I mentioned a moment ago, I am always trying to instill and build the confidence of interior designers to take on the role of managing your clients' projects. And through sharing the steps and skills, tips and best practices that I know and have honed over the last 30 years is how I hope to build the confidence that I see designers lacking when they become the only girl on the job site. But today, I want to dive into a core concept that frankly can make or break your journey as interior designers, and that is exploring courage. So a couple of weeks ago, a friend recommended Mel Robbins' five-second rule book, and maybe a lot of you have read it. I had heard of the book, and I'd heard of Mel Robbins, but I never sat and actually read it from cover to cover. And in doing so, I was struck by the missing piece that we hadn't been discussing, and that was the idea that courage is the precursor to confidence. So. I mean, seriously, it hit me hard. And I don't normally read books and then sit there and contemplate what I'm reading. Frankly, reading books to me is an escape from the chores I need to do or the worries I'm having about work or my family. And so I typically read books that are entertaining. But this book, I don't know, it just kept coming up. And you know, when you 
hear the same thing from multiple places and resources in your life, you think, okay, I think somebody wants me to read this book. And this concept of courage coming before confidence really made me stop and think about that, right? At first, I'll be honest, I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I buy into that. I mean, you need to build confidence to get courageous, make those big moves. Well, I'm realizing now how true it is that courage has to come first. And when you think about it, I think you'll agree with me. And so hear me out in this episode, because I've only been talking about confidence. And my thinking, like I just said, was that you know once you build up your confidence, that you would have the courage to take the action, whatever action that may be in all aspects of your life. And so the problem is without courage, I now understand you don't have the solid base to build your confidence from. So, okay, I did dive a little bit more into this because I was truly fascinated by it. And I found more details on really how to describe the difference and and why I had the two inverted in their roles and which order they came in. So I found this online, this wonderful article, and in it, it says, courage is the ability to take action despite fear. Okay, that wasn't earth shattering. I kind of had that same concept, understood it. But then it said, confidence is built through the experience of taking action and pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. And so by being courageous, you will get the power to build your confidence as well. Okay, I sat with that one for a while because it really did fully explain the difference. Because I thought you needed the confidence to give yourself the courage to take the action. And when you think about it, it's actually the reverse. So I also found a really cool illustration of it, which of course, we'll get into this in a minute, but we're visual people. So please try to envision this. So picture yourself standing at the base of this huge mountain and the summit, you can see it, it is in view. So this may be your first real climb, or maybe it's one of just a few, but you know that you have the right gear, the stamina to make it all the way to the summit, and frankly, the basic knowledge because you've been training and you're confident that you're prepared. But yet you still find the climb terrifying. And that hesitation, that's the gap where courage comes in. I mean, isn't that cool? It's the courage to conquer your fears. Now, the good news is that once you start that climb, your confidence builds on your knowledge that you can enhance the skills you have. You can now problem solve issues you encounter. And then you earn the reward for having the courage to summit the mountain based on the confidence you had in your skills. I mean, that's pretty damn cool. And when I read that, I thought, okay, I get a whole lot more clarity on some of the things in my early years in my career now that I can envision that difference between courage and confidence. So I always love hearing from all of you and frankly, am thrilled that you guys reach out to me. And most of you have shared your stories, but unlike designers who honed their craft and their skills in established firms, most of you, I would consider pioneers, solopreneurs, second career 
designers navigating this uncharted territory without a clear roadmap. And that makes sense. That's why you'd be listening to this podcast. That's why you'd be reaching out to me. That has not been my experience. As many of you know, my early years were cushioned, frankly, by the safety net of having an employer. The rookie mistakes that I made, well, they were seriously painful learning experiences, several of them, but they didn't jeopardize my financial stability or even my employment status because, frankly, it was assumed that I would make mistakes while learning how to manage construction projects in these firms. Now, I am not saying there weren't majorly uncomfortable conversations with my superiors, some embarrassment on my part, or even a small timeout period where I would go back a step to observing more from the designers that were more senior and more seasoned than me. But there were still no consequences that impacted my career, only lessons to be learned. And to be honest, When I left that firm and went on to another, my slate was wiped clean. So those are the lessons that I share with you on this podcast, the skills that I learned, the best practices I've honed over the years, learned in those firms so many years ago. And what I'm learning now is that podcasting is a powerful medium, but for our world, it has constraints. Like I said earlier, we do live in a visual world, and I am a visual person, and words can only illustrate so much. The reality is there are drawings and layouts and schemes and budget ideas that just simply can't translate through audio. So it worries me and frankly pains me to think that some of you might feel stalled or unsure about making a larger commitment to your professional growth, wondering if you're really worth the investment, putting roadblocks in your way that we have all done to ourselves. So I do recall those nerve-wracking moments early in my solo career, trying to, you know, command respect on job sites. And I've talked about that in lots of different episodes of how I worked through that or sometimes failed at working through that. Because these sites, they were dominated by seasoned professionals, whether that was the architects or the contractors. And in retrospect, I had no idea while I was reading the five-second rule that I'd already been implementing that. I just didn't know that it was a thing. Because I was just simply gearing myself up, you know, from that walk, the safety of my car to the front door of a job site. You know, I'd be rehearsing conversation starters and then tackling any doubts I had head on so that I could appear confident when I walked through that door. So outside of those moments, I absolutely used to hold back. I would play it safe in my career waiting for that elusive right time for me to do whatever that may be, whether that was reaching out to a new architect and pitching my services or self-promoting myself at social events that I was attending or hiring staff, knowing that I would have the jobs to support a junior designer who would give me back time to work on bigger topics. I did all of that and more in order to play it safe waiting for, quote, the right time. Now, looking back, and I understand the clarity of hindsight, I realize 
that a lot of that came from the fact that I was working alone. I didn't have a network or hell, even a mentor bolstering my confidence, telling me to move past my fears and take the calculated risks that would have changed the trajectory of my early days on my own. There was no internet. There was no Facebook groups. There was really no means to establish a community of like-minded designers. And therefore, I was left on my own with my own fears looking for the right time to make any risky move. But look, we all know that in business and hell as well as in life, there's really never a perfect time or a right time. The pivotal moments happen when you push through uncertainty and you summon the courage to make the current moment perfect. And the confidence comes along once that courage is established. So look, I know I've said this to myself a million times. I'm not ready or maybe next year. And I've talked about how I had a zillion blog posts written that never got published because it just didn't sound quote unquote like me until I explored the world of podcasting and had the courage to purchase a microphone. Did I start with a whole lot of confidence? Holy cow, hell no but I was able to summon the courage to give it a shot. And over time, I'm almost at a three-year anniversary with this podcast. I can guarantee you my confidence has grown exponentially and it has far surpassed my goals and frankly, what I thought I was capable of doing and sharing with this podcast. But while I don't want to live with regrets, I do wonder, What if I had published those blog posts? What if I could have reached designers 10 years prior? What if I could have encouraged designers to take the leap of faith needed to start managing construction projects? And I know that this story, these procrastinations that I did to myself, they must sound familiar to you in some way on some level because they are comfort zones in disguise. And who doesn't want to feel comfort in their day-to-day, let alone their business experience? But the problem with comfort and what I realized in my own career is that comfort not only keeps you safe, but it keeps you static. And the last thing you want your business to be is static. You always want it to be moving forward at whatever speed is comfortable for you, but you still want it to be moving forward. And for a long time, my career was satisfying, it was profitable, but it was static. So what did I do? I pushed my dreams to an indeterminate future. I just extended my learning curve and I delayed the evolution of my own confidence and delaying the evolution of my business. So through my journey, I am coming to understand that while I was brimming with confidence on a job site, it was the courage I was lacking to channel it effectively. And my own inner doubts and fears often overshadowed the skills and passion I had. So you may be wondering, do I have any regrets? I think by now you may have realized I do. I have them. But I also realized I cannot go back in time. And with Every new day and each new sunrise, I see a fresh chance to act, to be bold, 
and to reshape my narrative. And that is what I want for each of you. Recently, I was speaking with another designer who actually I'm excited to say is going to come on and do a show with me in the coming weeks. In getting to know each other, she asked me why I was doing this. Why now? I'm at the sweet spot of my career. Why would I invest the time to take on a podcast? And I thought that was a really great question because I have been asked that before, but I'd never thought about it in the terms that she laid it out. Why would I take the time? right? Because she's right. I'm able to say no to projects. I'm able to take on the work I want. And therefore, that should carve out more time for me to do whatever it is I want. And I told her, I didn't know it at the time, but podcasting was what I wanted to do. I didn't have the language. Heck, I was barely listening to podcasts before I started my own. But I followed it up immediately with, If I can improve the trajectory of another interior designer's career, I'm all in because I wish I had had this resource or any of the other podcasts and online content and courses and mentors and coaches that are available to interior designers today. None of that existed, not even the thought of them ever existing was around in the early years of my career. Yes, that makes me old. (laughs) I have been dating myself a lot lately. But that's why I wanted to invest my time. Because to me, if I invest in another interior designer that elevates our profession to be seen as an equal amongst our industry partners when it comes to construction management, we all win. So I hope you understand. I'm all in. So to everyone who have been avid listeners from the very beginning, honestly, of this podcast. And I know that there are so many of you because you reach out and have shared with me concerns and issues and congratulations along the way. And I know you are reading all the emails that I send in order to try to cobble together the complexities and the ins and outs of construction management. But I also know that you're wavering about joining my course, The Interior Designer's Guide, to construction management. So please remember this. It's actually courage that kickstarts your journey and sets the stage for confidence that I'm always talking about in order to actually flourish in this niche inside our industry. So from my own personal experience, your dreams are valid. I had the same dreams that you have. Your ambitions, they are worth it. And the fear you have around showing and leaning into your ambitions, they are real, but you can overcome them. I am the perfect example of that, and the success of my business shows it to me every day. So please reach out, take risks, and embrace those uncomfortable moments that, trust me, I have them myself, and watch. Because once you do, I swear they will transform your career in ways you'd never expect. And something that I have mentioned here numerous times, how I would never have expected to be here in this moment recording an episode to fellow interior designers fascinated by the world of construction management for their clients and wanting to know more. But I urge you 
to go beyond the podcasts and the emails and have the courage to invest in yourself, knowing that it will change the trajectory of your business. As always, I can't thank you enough for your time today. I know how difficult it is to carve out time for pretty much anything other than what's lit on fire. So I appreciate you spending the time listening to this episode, and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening, and I hope you heard something that you can apply to a project today. If you're ready to increase your construction projects in your business, check out the details on my signature course, The Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. It's a six-part digital course that will save you a three-year learning curve, get you profitable, bring in an income and lifestyle that makes sense for you by learning the top strategies, what works and what doesn't, building your confidence so you're no longer paddling to stay afloat or worse, learning how to manage construction on a client's project. Through the course, I'm handing over 30 years of top strategies and advice. Head to my website, devinyedesign.com for more details on the Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management and become educated and empowered for your next construction project.